Thank you, Glory Land. Good to have you, and good to have each and every one of you as well. Church of the Warm Heart, good morning. Thank you for blowing in here today. We appreciate you joining us for worship. Uh, it, it's just a, just a pleasure to have you. And if this is your first time here, welcome. We are blessed to have you with us. And we pray that you find a blessing in today's service. We do have nursery available for the littles. Uh, if, you'd, uh, if, if they'd rather be somewhere else, I get that. The, the, uh, they have a, a nursery right downstairs, right outside these doors. They're welcome to that. And if they're a little older, but still fifth grade and below, we do have Sunday school available right after children's moment today. Um, we got Mary Methodist meeting today. Uh, the Mary Methodist, they have a potluck at 5 o'clock in the Family Life Center. That's just right out here. If you are Mary and if you're Methodist, you are welcome. If you are not Methodist, you are still welcome. And if you are not Mary, they will make you Mary after you eat what they bring. Uh, the grumpy Methodists, they meet somewhere else. But we got the, we got the Mary Methodist here. Every, every, every now and then I say, hey, welcome to our online folk, and I'll do that again. Hello, online folk today. Uh, I always say coast to coast, because it's true. We got people watching in California and Oregon. We got people I know watching today in New Jersey. Hello to you. But I, I leave out the other, the other borders. Uh, and I know today we got people walk, uh, watching from the, uh, from the Gulf states, uh, down, uh, down, down along the Gulf of Mexico. Welcome to all of you. And I've never said hello to North Dakota. We have people watching from North Dakota. Hello, North Dakota. We are blessed to have you with us. I, I saw the sunflowers. There's sunflowers up on the announcement. That was, that was awesome. Uh, Keith is, is, oh, you're just ready, aren't you? You're ready to go. Keith is our worship leader, and I got a feeling he has a couple of announcements. Yeah, I, uh, sometimes they call us the speaking deacons, but I, anyway. Okay, um, on the back of your uh, program is uh, something that usually is not there, and that's a picture of a diaper. And uh, it's not too often that we have that picture there. These are children's diapers, by the way. <laughs> no judgment, but that's what we're going to be talking about. Uh, a day of service on September 12th is when um, they're going to meet at the Idaho Diaper Bank. And uh, normally people can't purchase diapers with WIC or food stamps, so it's cash. And so they're expensive, 100 bucks uh, for a child um, a month, and uh, pretty expensive for some people. So uh, 46%. 46% of the children in Idaho under the age of three are living in poor and low-income families. So it's something that is a big impact upon their budgets. So um, about 32,000 families, they figure. So they're struggling to meet those basic needs of food, shelter, and hygiene, let alone diapers. So if you can, September 12th, it says here uh, 5.30, uh, at the Idaho Diaper Bank. So also at the beginning of uh, September, we were having several new classes, um, five marks of a Methodist. And I only thought we had one mark, but it, in reading it more, it says um, that they're characteristics of a Methodism. 
Yeah, not not a, an apostle, another, not four more apostle marks. Just one mark, apostle, and the rest of them are just characteristics. Just five marks. And yeah. So anyway, show up with that. <laughs> uh, Tuesday evenings will be here. Uh, Financial Peace University will be on Sunday evenings, and that's uh, an exciting thing. And our choir is coming back in September, so youth and children activities and everything else will be coming this fall. So that's only a couple, three weeks away. Uh, Gloryland Praise Singers are a collection of people that sing from the heart. We don't follow no, uh, notes, as you could probably tell. But uh, we sing from the heart, and we've been... Uh, we're, we're made up of people from the CUNA and uh, the Meridian Methodist Church. And we have in the past, we've been going since 19 or 20, 20, what, 2013, something like that. So it's been a long time, 10 years. And we have sang at a number of small churches around the valley and stuff normally. So we've been kind of resurrected after the Covia uh, spell. So we're back again. Uh, we sang last week in CUNA and this week here. So hopefully that will become another uh, pattern. And that's who we are. So we're, we're there. One of the things that you've noticed uh, uh, about is the love-hate relationship I have with the English language. And it's difficult for new people to this country to learn this language of ours. Uh, I've talked about words that have different meanings but are spelled the same, such as lead and lead. Words that have sounded alike but have different meanings called homonyms, homonyms like lie and fair. Words that are spelled the same but have diff the same pronunciation but are used in many different ways is the word up. But there are two words that are have opposite meanings that are put together, and we call them oxymorons. Old news. If it's old, it's history. It's not new. Holy terror, you've used that one. A couple of weeks ago you said that somebody was a holy terror. Now, one or the other, I don't know where the holy comes from. Act naturally. <laughs> Silent scream. Deafening silence. Genuine imitation. <laughs> original copy. Is that the first copy from the original? I don't know. They were found missing. <laughs> Synthetic natural gas. Organized chaos. It's not organized if it's chaos. The only choice. There is no choice if it's the only one. 
But these are few of the thousands that we hear every day, but ending this is bittersweet. And on that, let's take a moment, greet those around us in Christian love, and then remain standing for the opening hymns.
with me in our affirmation of faith. You can find that in, on the screen or in hymnal number 888. This is the good news which we have received, in which we stand, and by which we are saved. Christ died for our sins, was buried, was raised on the third day, and appeared first to the women, then to Peter and the twelve, and then to many faithful witnesses. We believe Jesus is the Christ, the Anointed One of God, the firstborn of all creation, the firstborn from the dead, in whom all things hold together, in whom the fullness of God was pleased to dwell by the power of the Spirit. Christ is the head of the body, the church, and by the blood of the cross reconciled all things to God. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you. Unless you're a kiddo like fifth grade and down, come on up. This is your time in worship. How are you all doing? So good to see you. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So last year, my son made, he had to make a house. And so we put this together, what a perfect house would be. And I'm looking at it like, uh, this, this is his idea of a perfect house. He's got a little tiny bedroom, giant couch, big TV, movie room. That's pretty cool. Back there, yeah. I don't see a place for mom or dad in here, but this might be his idea of a perfect house. That's kind of cool. Well, he made this. Yes, the bathroom. I wasn't going to bring it up, but yeah, you can see the you can see the shower there, the the toilet. Ooh, he's got a bigger walk-in closet than I got it. Than I got a bedroom. That's not fair. Look at that. Well, he made this. Do you think he's pretty proud of this? Yeah. So uh, when I asked him to when I asked to borrow it, do you think he gave me some rules? Yeah. What 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 are some of the rules? Don't break it. That would be fun, wouldn't it? So could I tear it right now? Would that be no? What's another way I could destroy this thing? Hmm. I could. I could throw it really hard. I could do that. I could run it over with my car. There's Spider-Man in there. Yep, spider. Spider. Uh, uh, spiders don't get to live in our house. We take care of them in a loving, kind, Christian way. Oh, I could burn it, couldn't I? I could burn this thing? No. No. He made this. And he's proud of it. Hold on. Wait, how did it? He got a pretty good grade on this. Yeah. He would be really upset if I broke it, wouldn't he? If I destroyed this somehow. Because he made this and he, he, he doesn't love it. We don't love things, but we like things. Do you know what? You are one of God's creations. I'm sure there was a parent somehow involved in all this, but God made it all happen, and that's pretty cool. You were made by God, and you are loved by God. And just like, just like my kiddo doesn't want me to hurt something that he made, 
God doesn't want us to hurt other people that he made because all these people are also loved by God. And we're not supposed to tear them or rip them or burn them or throw them against the wall or run over them with a car. Or what are, what are some other ideas that we had? I've had don't, throw them, don't throw it in water. Don't throw people in water. Or, or throw this in water. There you go. But he wants us to treat all of us with love and respect. Today, in, 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 in Big People Church, we're going to be talking about how sometimes people hurt other people. And the God's intention in a perfect world is that we could love and care for each other. So we'll talk about that at Big People Church. We'll see what you talk about at your church. But let's pray. God above, we give thanks for these little ones that as they grow in love and godliness together, that they might know that they are loved not only by you or by their family, but by the folk in this room and that we hold each other up with love, care, and respect. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Thanks for coming down. we come to our moment of prayer here at the Church of the Warm Heart, our tradition has been to have a, a moment of, of, of community prayer. If you have a prayer that's on your heart and you'd like to share it, you can share it, uh, you can share it in your heart, you can share it verbally, you can shout it to the rafters, uh, but we'll have that in a moment, followed by a pastoral prayer and then the Lord's Prayer. The Lord's Prayer will be on the screen if you do not know it. Uh, but I just want to highlight a couple things first before we uh, get to the community prayers. Uh, we got a family down here up front, uh, the, 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 string fa- uh, the Strawn family. Uh, Margot passed away uh, this past week. Uh, Joel and family are here, uh, uh, here in church, and, and uh, they have a service this Friday at 
2 o'clock, I believe. Um, everyone is invited, uh, but our prayers are, are with all of you today. Uh, I did tell them that uh, they, they, we, we met and, and, and they said they're all coming to church. I'm like, that's great. And then it hit me like the sermon is thou shalt not murder. It might not be a happy, uplifting <laughs> sermon, but uh, uh, we'll, we'll do our best with it. Uh, but uh, I want to end. I don't want to end with that one. But uh, just to celebrate uh, a marriage between Robert and Eska Mask. Uh, I don't know if we have a picture for the screen or not. He's, yeah, maybe. So we were meeting last night, and the wedding was outside. Uh, it was over in the Nampa area, and the rain started coming. And I have never had a, a wedding in Idaho almost canceled by a hurricane. That that would have been that would have been new. Oh, there, there's the happy couple. Uh, usually, Pastor Jen gives our pastoral prayer. If I'm preaching, we, we, we kind of go back and forth. One person gives the sermon. One person uh, does the pastoral prayer. And I have double duty today, and she is not here. Where is Pastor Jen, I hear you ask? She is in Montana, dropping off her oldest at college. So uh, our prayers are with her as she travels uh, to and from, and also for Julius and all those starting uh, classes this week and next week. What are the prayers of our church family today. Lord, be with us today as we come to you for all of life's circumstance. Give us courage and strength and and fill us with your love and grace that we may serve you fully. The temperatures don't tell it, but as summer draws to a close, we, we begin to focus our attention on the activities of autumn. For some, it may mean preparing children for school or for others, youth will be preparing for high school or college or the workforce or perhaps military service. Be with these precious ones as they embark on life's journeys. And be with each one of us as we encounter life's challenges. Lord, with all these folk here, we all come from different walks of life, different ages, different stages. Today we bring before you the names of loved ones who are struggling with with loss, with illness, with depression, with addiction, with cancer, with, with alienation from those that they love. So be, be with each of them. Lay your hand of healing gently over their lives and, and pour out your, your balm of peace upon them. And help us to reach out to be of service to each other in Jesus' name. Lord, we also bring you situations of celebrations of birthdays and anniversaries of weddings, of family gatherings, special occasions which, which lift us up and remind us of the goodness that is still in life. Breathe your spirit into these wonderful events so that all who gather may rejoice and celebrate the blessings that you have given each of us. We ask all these things in Jesus' name through his prayer that we share together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name.
Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So I, I come, we come up with the hymns like several months in advance just so the, the worship team has a chance to take a look and we can get it all together. Uh, when, when we chose uh, these hymns today, we did not know the Glory Land singers were going to be here today. Uh, they got on the calendar just, uh, just a few weeks or a month ago. And our next hymn, it, it, it screams, it screams Glory Land. So I'm, ex- I'm excited to have, have you help us sing our next song, Old Time Religion, if you're willing and able. Let's stand and sing together. Today's Bible verses come from three different places. The first one will be out of Exodus chapter 20, verse 13. You shall not murder. The next one is from Matthew chapter 5, verses 21 and 22. You have heard that it was said to the people long ago, You shall not murder, and anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment. Again, anyone who says to a brother or sister, Raka, is answerable to the court. And anyone who says, You fool, will be in danger of the fire of hell. The last reading will come from 1 John 
chapter 3, verses 11 through 15. For this is the message you have heard from the beginning. We should love one another. Do not be like Cain, who belonged to the evil one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his own actions were evil and his brothers were righteous. Do not be surprised, my brothers and sisters, if the world hates you. We know that we have passed from death to life because we love each other. Anyone who does not love remains in death. Anyone who hates a brother or sister is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life residing in him. May God add his blessings to the reading of his word. What's the TV show? Do you know it? Murder, Murder, She Wrote. Angela Lansbury, uh, she played, oh, what's her name? Jessica Fletcher. Jessica Fletcher. Cabot, Cabot, Cabot Cove? Cabot Cove. 264 episodes of Murder, She Wrote. 264 murders in Cabot Cove for a town of a thousand people. Do not live in Cabot Cove or become friends with uh, Angela Lansbury. Don't do that. Thou shalt not murder. November 13th, last year, Idaho and the nation woke up and were shocked to the news that four college students were found dead, stabbed to death sometime in the night, And you may remember the speculation and the fear in the days and weeks after, because it took six weeks to get an arrest. Trial is still pending. Thou shalt not murder. In the middle of that case, another one captivated our attention. Lori Daybell, sentenced for the deaths of her children and may face additional charges of homicide in another state. The wheels of justice keep on rolling. Thou shalt not murder. The next few ones are a little personal for me. I remember sitting in the hospital room with a middle-aged woman. The transplant that she had that was going to save her life did not take. And in two days' time, hope went to despair. The medical technology was there to keep her alive indefinitely. She slipped in and out of consciousness, unable to eat, unable to move, unable to say a word. And and she really wasn't there. She would never recover. But this was going to be her life for the next 20 years or longer, depending on how long her natural life would be. Doped up on medication. Just the sound of the respirator waiting to die. Her husband was in the corner. His head was in his hands, knowing that there was a decision to be made, but only one. there was only one real choice. She would not want to live like this, if you want to call it living. But he had to make the call. 
Thou shalt not murder. A platoon leader from Vietnam was walking his troops along the dusty roads uh, of Vietnam. He was walking into a village. And it had been common for kids to run out of the huts and greet the soldiers with gifts of, 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 of food. But the day before, this platoon heard of another platoon, uh, 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 platoon just a couple clicks down the road. That, a, that the Viet Cong had put an explosive device in a pineapple and sent an unsuspecting kid out with a pineapple to greet the soldiers. And there was much loss of life, including the child. Well, this platoon leader was walking into the village and a little girl came out carrying a pineapple to give to the troops and she was running up. She was so excited, a big smile on her face and she would not heed their calls to stop. And the patrol leader had to make a choice and he chose to protect his men and come to find out it was just a pineapple and 40 years of tears and regret. Thou shalt not murder. Drive by many state highways, and you will see uh, the billboards out there. Choose life. Abortion is murder. Abortions in Idaho, it's it's always changing, but uh, they're allowed in Idaho in cases of rape, incest, and when the life of the mother is in danger. But what that literally means, it's it's up for debate at the state house, and they, they have debated and debated and what this effectively means that most abortions in this state are illegal. And several delivery rooms in parts of our state have shut down out of fear of being prosecuted should a delivery go, go south. Now, this is not going to be a pro-life or pro-choice sermon, but just to illustrate that we wrestle with this question. Thou shalt not murder. You can find this command in two different places in the Bible. It's in the Torah, the first five books of the Bible. And in the Torah, they give us over 600 laws to follow. And and we get the 10 big ones here. We're in the middle of a sermon series uh, with the 10 commandments. So eventually you have to hit some of these touchy subjects. And in these laws, if you read the whole Torah, you will find that if you break some of these laws, according to Holy Writ, you are to be hereby executed. The book that tells us do not murder tells us to take care of those who break some of these laws. Uh, here's a few of them that, are, that have, have the murder, uh, that have execute, please. Uh, murders in there, kidnapping, rape, incest, cursing your parents. Are we good? You're all still with us, that's good. All right. Working on a Saturday. You might remember a couple weeks ago, we, we shared the story of the man who was collecting firewood on, on the Sabbath, and they, 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 they took care of him. Uh, idolatry, bestiality, adultery. <laughs> Matter of fact, it, it's in there, so it had, there's, there's a story in there somewhere. If a guy had relations with a woman and her mother, he was to be... Ex- I don't know when that would ever come up, but that's... That's Bible. If you touch the Ark of the Covenant, you get to be killed. Communicating with the dead, I can go on and on. But like I said, the very book that tells us don't kill tells us to kill depending on the circumstance. So what do you do with this? 
Early on in my ministry, about 25 years ago, I was doing nursing home visitations. And I came upon upon an old man lying on his bed, and we had the opportunity to chat. I didn't know him. He didn't know me. He had served in the Great War, World War I. He, uh, uh, He was only 16. He lied about his age to get in. He took a piece of paper, wrote uh, the number 18 on a piece of paper, and he put it in his shoe. And when they asked him, are you over 18, he could say yes without lying. (laughs) But he worked on the railroads over in France. His own son served in World War II and had died at the Battle of the Bulge. This man and family had seen a lot. And this is what he told me. He told me that when you're young, everything is so black and white, right and wrong, this and that. But as you grow older, you discover that there are so many different shades in between. Don't get me wrong, there's there's still right and wrong, black and white, but we live, we live our lives in the murky shadows between the two. And it's not always easy to know the truth. Well, friends, I got to tell you, I am a black and white kind of guy. But when it comes to this commandment, I start to see the shades in between that I did not think existed. So what do you do with this commandment? Thou shalt not murder. In the examples that I shared at the beginning, you saw some black and white, and then you saw some of those shades in between. I'm assuming here that no one ever wants to kill anybody, at least in real life. You have thought about it. (laughs) Maybe not in in real, but, oh, life would be so much easier if they weren't here. (laughs) The words of Jesus here helps me understand some of the gray areas. The words that uh, Keith read for us today were taken from the Sermon on the Mount in the Gospel of Matthew. If you ever want to read... The toughest sermon to ever live by, Matthew chapter 5 through 7. Jesus sets the bar of Christian discipleship very high. He addresses some of the commands that are in the Old Testament, commands that were 1,200 years before him. And he puts them into a different light, such as the command, thou shalt not murder. And Jesus tells us that the murderer is subject to judgment, which also means available for redemption. But Jesus also tells us that those of us with anger in our hearts, with hate in our spirit, we are in danger of the flames ourselves. Anyone who is angry with their brother or sister will be subject to judgment. Anyone who says raka, it's, it's a Hebrew swear word. Rock means airhead or empty head or dipwad. I, I can't say some of the words here, but uh, you get the idea. <laughs> My dad would, uh, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll leave him out of this. Uh, do you have stuff for brains? He would tell us all the time. But anyone who says you fool is, is more in danger of the fire of hell. In the Ten, ten Commandments, they use the word murder. Did you notice that? It's not thou shalt not kill, it's thou shalt not 
murder. So what, I hear you ask? It's a big difference, right? Murder implies premeditation, gross negligence. Killing is, is different. It's a, killing is loss of life, but not all killing is murder. And Jesus asks us not to look at the action, but to look at the heart. Look at, don't look at the action, look at the heart. What are the motives? Murder comes from anger. Murder comes from hatred. In the Ten Commandments, the first four commands are sins against God. The last six are sins that we commit against each other. And murder takes the spot at one of the spots at number five. And murder is a horrible sin. But Jesus is teaching his disciples that even though murder in and of itself is horrible, it's a symptom of something else that is a horrible sin. Why do we have premeditated murder? Well, we have the sin of hatred. You don't deserve to live. Maybe it's because we have the sin of greed. You have something that I want, and I am willing to kill you for it. Maybe it's because we have the sin of pride. My wants and needs are more important than your right to live. And it, Jesus teaches me, hey, don't murder. You know, murder's bad. But I need to work on the hate. I need to work on the greed. I need to work on the pride. And that might be something that we all need to work on in here as well. In the law of Moses, hatred, pride, and greed, that's not against the law. But the fruits of those things are against the law. Because that leads to murder, idolatry, adultery, and all the, all the, the other host of sins. Jesus not only upholds the validity, validity of the laws, but he asks, asks that we check our hearts to see if they are blackened. If you work to get rid of anger in your life, if you work to get rid of greed in your life, if you work to get rid of pride in your life, the chances of you committing murder <laughs> goes way down exponentially. <laughs> life is full of complex questions. It's filled with right and with wrong with black and with white, and a million shades in between. Let us live our lives appreciating the sacredness of life. That's really what's behind this command, isn't it? We treat each other with respect. That we treat God's creation with the love with which he gives it. Choose life that we might live. Choose life that you and your descendants may live. Deuteronomy chapter 30. Every life is a gift from God to be cherished and loved. And yet, sometimes we may have to kill to protect ourselves. There may be a time when we might allow someone to die so that they may go forth to live. It's the most loving thing you can do. There may be times when appreciation of life requires us to defend a people who cannot defend themselves, to unseat a tyrant, to bring true peace to a nation, to a region, to a continent. These are the questions for our day and age. No one ever wants to kill. But when does an appreciation of life require such actions? 
I can't answer that question for you, but I do know this. Jesus calls us to a higher standard of love and peace and forgiveness and charity where there is no room for hatred, greed, or pride. Those things kill the soul. Hatred, greed, and pride. Thou shalt not kill, but let's kill those three things in our lives that we might find eternal life. I think Jessica Fletcher would agree. (laughs) And the family of God said, Amen. Amen. As we come to our time of offertory, I'm going to, Dean, come on up here. Uh, at, at most of our offertories, we highlight a ministry or something going on in the life of the church. Uh, Dean and, and quite a few boys, uh, boys, young men, strapping men, they had, a, they had a men's retreat, and I just want him to share just, just a snippet about uh, uh, what happened. Good morning, church family. My name is Dean Cabina. And I am here to thank you for so generously supporting camp ministries. Two weeks ago was men's camp at Camp Luther Heights. It's located above Stanley at Alturas Lake. Quite a drive, but a beautiful drive. What a great place to visit some of God's most beautiful creation. The six of us had a good time enjoying nature and each other. We hope more of the men of the church will consider joining joining us next year. Camp is a great way to make new friends. We have camps for just about everyone. We have family camp that's coming up here in just a few weeks. You need to sign up. It's during Labor Day weekend. It's up in McCall. A lot easier to drive. Uh, Beautiful setting. We have women's camps throughout the year. We have the men's camp, and we have camp for kids of all ages. It is your financial support that makes it possible for everyone to attend. Again, thank you for your generosity, and make sure you find a camp for yourself. It is a great way to grow in faith and friendships. Thank you. Thank you, Dean. Let us receive the offertory.
Closing song, kind of keeping the theme, Swing Low, Sweet Chariot, uh, hymn 703.
God is good. All the time. And all the time. God is good. I hope that you join us for our coffee hour that's uh, in the Family Life Center just outside these doors. Head that way and you'll run right into it. A lot of good snacks and just fellowship time together. When you walk in, you'll notice a whole bunch of tables around the, 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 the side of the room. We did some summer cleaning uh, from a closet downstairs that had a lot of our old books and curriculum that we've been saving all these years for a special time. And I don't know, I know you never do this, but do you ever pack anything away that I'll get to this later and it just stays in a box and you move it from house to house to house to house? The curriculum is not doing any good sitting in a basement at the church. Feel free and, and look around, grab a book, grab a study guide. We have 125 old hymnals. Take a hymnal. Uh, we, we, uh, we want it to be out there with all of you. May the God that brought us together today go with us now and forevermore that as we celebrate life, help us to see each other around us with love and with care and respect. Amen. And I think we get one more of them. Can you say thank you to them one more time?